Welcome to Age Gap Finance, a podcast where a millennial and a baby boomer talk money. My name is Nick. I'm 24. I'm a financial advisor with Rosado Wealth Management and one of the managing partners here. My name is Ed Rosado. I'm 57 years old and one of the managing members of Rosado Wealth Management as well. So, Ed, what are we talking about today? Oh, Nick, we got a great topic today. We're going to talk about annuities. And we have a lot of uh, a lot of clients that ask about annuities and uh, whether they're a good fit for their portfolio. Should they go in them? Should they not? So we're going to kind of dispel some of the myths about them today and, and talk about really the truth about annuities and uh, why they could be a good fit for uh, for you. Yeah, it should be a really good topic for everybody. You know, this is something we always get questions on. Um, we don't even have to bring it up. People are always just wondering about you know, the good and the bad because, you know, there's a lot of different types out there and and sometimes people, you know, get confused and need a little help on which one's right for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, there's there's some bad press out there about them and, you know, you know, I always tell people don't believe everything you you see on the internet or on TV and radio and just speak to your advisor, speak to us about them. Right, and just a quick note before we get into the content of today's podcast, we are discussing general ideas about finance and investments, and what we discuss is not intended to be investment advice. In order to get a recommendation from us, we would first need to do a specific review of your needs and assets. Rates discussed are subject to change, and hypothetical scenarios do not cover a full portfolio assessment. Investing is not one-size-fits-all, and if you would like investment advice from us, please contact our office at 727 683-9119 to set an appointment to meet. But uh, before we get into this topic, so what's been going on? We're getting a puppy, actually. You know, we have a new member of the family coming in at the the end of the month. Wow, another Uh, uh, another Aussie? Yep, yep, another Australian Shepherd to to join the family. I know I have one, you have one, so there'll be three just between us, and, you know, we, we know some people with some as well, so... You know, it's, it's going to be a lot of them running around, but we're excited about that. You know, it's, did you come up with a name yet? I think we did, and, and you know, big announcement over the podcast here. <laughs> it's uh, I think we went with Archie. I, I think we've settled on Archie. So. Okay. I thought you were going to have a name reveal party like a, you know some millennials may do. <laughs> we, we, you we know, might. They do the we gender might. reveal parties, and they may do a dog you know, name reveal party. Uh, I could see it happening. Yeah. For Anything sure. to have a party for millennials. Yeah, is there something wrong with that? No, <laughs> just kind of, you know, just kind of uh, stretching it out a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, how have you been? So, good, good. Uh, you know, it's we're right in the middle of the summer right now, of course, in Florida here, uh, you know, getting out to play golf somewhat, and it's just so hot out there yeah. right now. We're in the 90s, and we have that, that rain pattern every day of thunderstorms, you know, so... Uh, yeah, I played Sunday afternoon, and that was... Um, you know, it, it, that was pretty hot the whole the whole day. It was felt like the hottest day of the year, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it, pretty much every time you go out and golf in the, in the heat of the summer in Florida, it feels like the hottest day. So mm-hmm. Now, Fourth of July weekend, I was up in my cabin up in North Georgia. It was warm up there during the day, but then in the morning at night, it was like 55, 60 degrees, which was wow. a nice break from, from here. So we enjoyed that, yeah, that's really that nice. week up there. Yeah. All right, and before we get into any annuity topics today, um, I will just do a quick market update. Um, it's July 14th today, and um, the Dow is 
down 8.79% uh, on the year. NASDAQ is up 15.78, um, which is which is really crazy. And then the S&P is down 2.6% on the year. So yeah. if we had this conversation a few months ago, you know, all of them would be pretty much in the red and, you know, double digits. So not that, you know, the Dow and the S&P are doing great this year, but, you know, it's it's recovered a lot of what, you know, the uh, of the worst it was this year. Oh yeah, there's definitely been some major rallies over the last couple of weeks and as the news unfolds and things with uh, COVID-19 and the vaccines and things that are happening on that and that side of it that seems to um, be uh, moving the Dow and the NASDAQ and S&P. NASDAQ more more so because of big tech is right. just going crazy right now. Right. I mean, all businesses are updating their technology. You know, any industry you're in, you know, they're they're trying to make it work where you either can be working from home, some sort of new technology so that, you know, with, so less people can be in the office, all of that. So, you know, there, there's a lot of, um, a lot of pluses to to the all the technology and we can see it right in the Nasdaq and that's why it's up 15 almost 16 points. Yeah, it's crazy right now. Yeah. So what's what's really the first thing we want to talk about with uh, the annuities today then? I think one of the things that uh, maybe to kind of address first of all, what is an annuity? You know, annuity is a financial product. Some people look at it as paying out just a fixed stream of income or payments. But we'll get into the different types. You know, there's probably four or five different types of annuities. Uh, we'll kind of dive into them and kind of dissect them a little bit so we can um, tell our listeners out there, you know, how they work. Um, right. And, and uh, some, something to note on annuities, kind of, kind of one of the main points is we see most people use them as some sort of income stream um, when, once you get retired. Really, no matter what type of annuity you have, that's usually the goal to get some sort of income out of it. And, you know, there's ones that we feel are a little better, a little safer maybe to to do that. And then there's others that are more growth oriented. And, you know, it it all kind of depends on the situation and where they're at in their retirement stage. Um, Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, and, And some people like them for, and we'll talk about this a little bit more about the for the tax benefits of them, and uh, so because there's really a lot of benefits when it comes to um, annuities from a tax standpoint. We do taxes for clients. We've done taxes for years because we feel that it's always uh, been a great part of an overall plan for clients. Um, a lot of times we'll incorporate annuities to help people to reduce or even in some cases eliminate taxes that they're paying unnecessary taxes so we'll get into that a little bit right and you know i I just met with a client the other day who you know they they had a surprise on their tax return this year and they said well my advisor never told me you know that and i I wasn't expecting that and actually when i asked him he had no idea what the answer was Mm -hmm. and you know we hear that a lot actually because advisors most of the time don't want to touch your taxes or talk about your taxes it's it's a whole different playing field and you know it, that's right. what gives us an advantage when when we kind of have it all in one place we know exactly how it's going to affect your taxes could suggest you know ways to reduce it 
Um, and, you know, whether it's an annuity or, you know, any other way, it's, it's important. Taxes are a big part of your investments. Yeah, and there's hardly any advisor or broker out there that will give a tax, give tax advice. Like you said, Nick, they don't want to touch it. And that's why typically on financial uh, statements or brokerage statements on the bottom, it'll always say, seek the advice of a tax advisor. And that's why we've always have done taxes in our practice, because we feel it's, to us, it's the most important document that the clients own. So we usually start with that um, when we meet with clients. But um, let's get into um, kind of the different types of annuities and kind of dissect them a little bit. And then we'll, you know, it, it, it will probably answer a lot of uh, questions that a lot of people have out there. First of all, the first type of annuity is a fixed annuity or what we call a traditional fixed annuity. Every time I kind of explain, and you've, you've been in plenty of appointments with me, Nick, with clients, is that I always, I always kind of start off by talking about traditional fixed annuities and you know, first of all, annuities have been around forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, they actually date back to Roman times. No one in U.S. history has ever lost money in a fixed annuity, even during the Great Depression. And the best comparison I can use for annuities or fixed annuities is that anybody that has Social Security, all of us pay into Social Security all of our working life. We retire, we collect Social Security in the form of an annuity. Uh, if anybody has a pension from a job, same thing. You pay into that pension fund all the time you're working, you retire, you collect it in the form of an annuity. And I use, I make kind of a joke out of it too. If you ever are lucky enough to win the lottery Mm -hmm. and you tell the lottery that, uh, you know, I don't want to take a lump sum, I want to take a payout on it. What are they going to do? They're going to put that into an annuity. So they use annuities for that reason for years and years and years because they're safe. Right. And Um, a fixed annuity especially, you know, that is just going to give you... It's almost like the CD mentality where, you know, over a certain period of time, they're going to guarantee you a rate. So, you know, for five years could be guaranteed 3% or 10 years could be, you know, 4 or 5%. So um, fixed annuities are good more so for a person who isn't wanting to take any money out of it, just wants to know exactly what they're getting. You know, they're not trying to beat the market, do anything like that. It's just strictly... You know, I'm happy with getting three percent over the next five years, and you know, I just want to leave it at that. That's mm-hmm. really my plan with it. And you know, so we we do um, you know fixed annuities here, of course, and you know, it, it is a good fit for some people. Um, plus, if you're getting the tax deferral and everything on on non IRA money, um, that does tend to help uh, the the growth in there as well. Yeah. So yeah, the benefits come in where um, if they you know, use the tax deferral end of it, that really helps them from a tax standpoint. But a lot of the fixed annuities too will allow them to pull out interest if they want to. So that's the misconception a lot of people have that they're not liquid at all, but they are. You can set them up where you can just pull the interest out if you want. Mm -hmm. You can pull out 10% of the whole value each year. So they do have liquidity. That's one of the things that people say, oh, I don't want to go in them because they're not liquid, but they are liquid. Yeah. Right. And um, uh, the, the liquidity is definitely something that, that needs to be talked about and understood a little bit more from clients. But um, now there's another type of annuity called uh, variable annuities. Yeah. Now, are you a big fan of those? Not a big fan of them um, for the reason that the best way to kind of define a variable annuity would be a glorified mutual fund with a death benefit. 
and there is a lot of fees that are involved in variable annuities. They can go up and down with the market. They do guarantee certain things in there, maybe uh, a lifetime benefit or uh, a death benefit. But the fees that we find in annuities, because you know, Nick, when we're in with clients, we actually call the, the companies direct on speakerphone in front of the clients, and we'll ask them a lot of questions. The fees in those things could range anywhere from one and a half percent. We've seen them as high as five or six percent. Right. By the time you add on all the different riders and mutual funds and expense ratios and management fees and all that stuff. Yeah, variable annuities. You know that we've we've definitely seen successful variable annuities. Don't get me wrong, but for the most part, um, you know we don't typically see a big value in them because of all those fees um, that are in them. You know, you're still um, you know, putting your money in an investment for a, a period of time, but it's also tied directly with the market where it right. can lose and you don't have many options, you know, because it's in the market, but it's kind of locked up where it is. So, you know, there's just, we don't feel there's enough fl- uh, flexibility in the variable annuity. Um, and, and really the worst part about them that we see is usually the fees. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, the biggest benefit with them, like all the other annuities, is tax deferral. Right. So if it's um, if it's in a non-IRA or non-qualified account, um, you could enjoy the tax deferral. Now, uh, the uh, a third type of annuity we'll talk about is, um, is kind of interesting and another very misunderstood one. Um, and sort of a blend of the first two that you mentioned, the fixed and the variable. So the, the third one we'll talk about is actually called a fixed indexed annuity. Yep. So, you know, obviously you, you see the word fixed, so you know there's some sort of guarantee it sounds like there. And then you hear indexed and, you know, now you're maybe starting to think about the market. So really, uh, wh- what's a quick run through of how those work? Yeah, another, uh, another name that, that we see out there for fixed indexed annuities, you'll see it out. Uh, some companies market it as what's called a hybrid annuity, where it's kind of a blend between um, uh, a variable and a fixed. So with the fixed indexed annuity, you have all the benefits of a fixed annuity. You have a tax deferral. Also, annuities uh, pass on probate free. Okay, and in the state of Florida, we're we're one of only ten states that's a fully creditor proof state, uh, which means that. If you ever get subject to a lawsuit, judgment, or a lien, it's in the annuity. Um, it can't be attached to that. So a lot of people like annuities for that reason. But the fixed indexed annuity, they will uh, they give you the benefit of not only having the safety of the fixed aspect, but also you get to participate in the market. A lot of the fixed indexed annuities utilize the S and P five hundred. Uh, some will use the Dow, the Nasdaq, Russell. You know. Uh, indexes, but um, the best way I can kind of describe it is that you participate in the upside of the market, not the downside, and you lock in your gains each year. And really the trade-off is is that the strategies in there, you're not buying stocks, mutual funds, bonds, ETFs, anything like that. They have strategies in there that measure, for example, the S&P 500, uh, you can have a percentage of your money that's in there, measure it on a daily basis, a monthly basis, an annual basis, um, and we kind of blend it with those strategies. 
And in there, there's what's called caps and participation rates. Without getting into too much detail, for example, you can be in a strategy that has a cap of, say, 4%, meaning if that strategy returned 6%, you got 4 because you have a cap. It could also have a participation rate of, say, 75% with no cap, meaning that if that strategy returned 10%, you get 7.5% because you got 75% participation rate. Right, and and the most important part about the fixed index annuity is that um, unlike the variable annuity where you can see your money actually go down in the account, um, the fixed index annuity, it's not going to have any market loss. The worst you could do is 0% typically where, you know, if, if you know, we had a 2008 or something like that happen again, you know, any time throughout this year with all the corona stuff going on, um, any client that is in a, uh, a fixed or a fixed index annuity did not, you know, see their account drop at all. You know, they weren't making any money during that time, but um, they weren't participating in any of the downside of the market. So it's um, that that's really the difference between the fixed indexed and the variable is that, you know, the variable is going to go up and down and it's going to be very volatile with the market and uh, the fixed index. You don't have to worry about that. Now, side by side growth you know, really once you take the fees out of the variable annuity, a lot of the times they're not really outperforming the fixed index by crazy numbers Right. Um, over, over a period of time um, just because of the risk and the fees involved in them. But a, a fixed index is, is a good way to kind of have the fixed mentality where, you know, you know you're not going to lose anything, but, you know, uh, the fixed index allows for a little bit more upside potential. You know, we, we've seen clients, you know, go 4 6%, 7% sometimes on, on better years. But, um, you know, the, the important thing is that even when it's down, uh, you're not going to lose any money that year. Yeah, we kind of use the expression sometimes where zero is your hero. Where <laughs> if you had, if you didn't make anything that year when the market was way down, that's fine because you still preserve your principal. Um, the other benefit that is in these as well, and they're in the variable annuities too, but uh, uh, generally the fees are much lower to have this and some have no fees and it is what's called a lifetime income benefit rider. And the big thing with a lot of clients, um, especially as they um, are start planning for retirement or, or, or maybe just newly into retirement, is they want to, the biggest thing is not outlive their assets. And with the lifetime income benefit rider, this is a, this is a pension that you could create out of your either IRA or 401k, whatever it is. Because today the days of pensions are gone, um, unless you work for a government agency or a, a fireman or, or a, a police officer or anything like that, where you stay there for 20 or 30 years you're really not going to have a pension. Right. And so we have to create our own pensions. The Lifetime Income Benefit Rider is one of the greatest ways that we've been able to help clients uh, create future pensions for themselves. Right, right. Because they could never outlive um, the value that's in that um, Lifetime Income Benefit Rider. So it is typically an important part of the retirement planning process. Um, if, if someone is worried about having an income, income stream for life, um, it's, it's definitely an area that, that could help. Mm -hmm. The next type that I want to kind of touch on, and 
not really a big fan of is called an immediate annuity. Unfortunately, by the time a lot of clients get to us to meet with us, they've already stuck um, money into an immediate annuity based on the advice of their previous advisor. But immediate annuities, the best way I can kind of describe that is you're you're basically surrendering all all your rights to that money once you put in an immediate annuity. It's it's actually a pension is what it is. You stick a lump sum in there and they guarantee that payment for the rest of your life or you can choose to guarantee it for a certain amount of years uh, or you can also pick a joint life payout where it could pay you for the rest of your life. If you pass on, it could pay on to a spouse or a beneficiary. But, yeah, and, and the scary thing about those is, is um, sometimes we, we've seen clients who do it for a certain amount of time where it they've actually annuitized and that you know they they're coming up maybe on 80 years old or something like that and they're like well actually this annuity is going to stop paying me at 80 right. you know what's next mm-hmm. you know i i now that that was my 401k i rolled over into it and now i i'm out of money you know so it's it, it's it is a little bit scary and something we personally almost never suggest no because it is it's when you go into an immediate annuity it's you're doing what's called annuitization and that's where you're liquidating it over a certain period of time or your lifetime. Any annuity can be annuitized. It doesn't have to be an immediate annuity, but there's other ways of getting income from annuities other than an annuitization because if you put $200,000 into an immediate annuity and you picked, let's say, a lifetime payout, if you collect that for two years and then pass away, it goes back to the company Yeah, because life payout is going to give you the highest payment but it's not guaranteed but past your life okay right right where you know if you have one of the really uh, either a variable or a fixed index annuity typically have these the lifetime income benefit rider usually whatever is left in the account um, say you only took it for two years um, that lifetime income stream, and you know, then unfortunately you passed away. Whatever's left in that account would actually pass on to your beneficiaries. It, yep. it wouldn't just disappear and go back to the company at that point. So it's I always tell clients it's similar to a pension, but it's also much different than a pension because it'll give you the guaranteed payments for the rest of your life. Um, but if you take a pension, well, like we see, unfortunately, with a lot of clients come in they take a pension from their job and they have no survivorship for the spouse. And when they pass on, that pension goes away. So with the lifetime income from an annuity, um, you can also choose a joint payout for your spouse. But if you chose a single payout, it's going to pay you for the rest of your life. But again, what you just said, whatever's left in there goes on to the beneficiary of the spouse. So obviously annuities are a really good tax deferral device you know, part of your portfolio, because uh, when, when, when we say tax deferral, that, that means, you know, it's not that you're never going to pay tax on the money, but say you put money from a bank account on this where, you know, that interest that that bank account receives, you have to claim that on your tax return every year, where if it were in an, in an annuity, all that interest is actually going to just stay deferred in the account, and you'll actually now be gaining interest on that interest. So, 
that's not only good for growth, but it's going to make your taxes. Um, it, it that's one of the ways you could actually reduce your taxes, you know, over the course of having an annuity. And then there's a lot of other tax benefits, as you know, Ed. Yeah, because uh, that's probably the number one question that people ask us is how does the taxes work on it, not only for them when they take it out, but for their beneficiaries. And the rule is last in, first out. So the last interest earnings earned is the first to come out. So if you put $100,000 into an annuity and it grew to $150,000, you had never touched it, and then you started taking income out of it, the first money to come out is going to be that interest. <clears throat> if you didn't touch it at all and then it passed on, again, what's, what's taxable is the difference between what we call the cost basis, the original amount, and the tax and the growth. And if it goes on to, say, it passes on to a couple of children, and they're all at different tax brackets, and that 50000 is divided amongst five kids, so each of them will be taxed on their ordinary income bracket for that amount that they receive. Once they start hitting principal, there's no taxation. Right. And do the beneficiaries have options when it comes to how they take their money? Um, you know, once it passes on, they know they're getting $50,000, do they just have to throw it all on their tax return? Or, you know, can they take it over a period of time? Well, there is there is uh, some different payout options that the, that the companies give the beneficiaries. Now with the, uh, with the recent uh, CARES Act that passed, that changed basically retirement accounts. So IRAs got really affected by that where what we call an inherited stretch payment to the beneficiaries, that has to be done over 10 year period now. They can't stretch it over their lifetime. And keep in mind that both IRAs and non-IRA accounts, or what we call non-qualified accounts, can be put into annuities. Right. In fact, most of the annuities that we do for clients um, are IRAs, but uh, we help a lot of those people too that have uh, some tax situations with non-qualified annuities as well. Okay, so we, you know, we touched on a lot of the different benefits of the annuities. Um, let's talk about, you know, we talked about the pros. Let's talk about the cons of the annuities. One of the things that we have always preached to clients when we incorporate annuities into their portfolios is that not your entire portfolio or a great majority of your portfolio should be in annuities. They do complement other things. The other thing I, we, that we kind of preach too is that you don't go into an annuity to just get right out of it. Okay, right. You go into an annuity to enjoy all the benefits of it. Tax deferral, safety, passing on probate free, the creditor proof provision that they have, um, and also future income down the road. So there's you have to look at the benefits there but um, when, when going into it. So... When we do an overall plan, we always look at assets that they, you know, based on their risk analysis that they take and so forth, how much or what percentage of their portfolio that we're going to recommend into the annuity. Because basically it has to be money that they don't have to get at right away. Right. Because there are penalties for early withdrawals depending on the annuity. It could be a five, seven, ten year annuity. Uh, the withdrawals, uh, what we call surrender charges, decrease down each year as you're in them. Um, and then one of the things, too, is a lot of people think that 
once they get into them, you know, um, if they pass, their beneficiaries are going to be stuck with them and so forth. But all the annuities that we use, um, they have what's called full accumulated uh, value upon death, meaning that, God forbid, you passed away the next day, the full value passes on to your beneficiaries. So there's no penalty at all for the beneficiaries to get that money, which is an important factor right. when deciding that. And yeah, so with, with those penalties on withdrawals, it's it's really if you go above and beyond that 10% each year. So, you know, we see clients who, you know, have thrown maybe 250000 in, you know, they could take $25,000 out of this account every year with no penalties. Um, so a lot of times people don't realize that and you know, realize that they're not going to pay a penalty unless they're taking a lot out, which is really the advisor's job to make sure they don't have too much in annuities because if they know their client's going to have to withdraw more money, you know, it wouldn't be a smart move to throw, you know, like you said, a majority of their money into an annuity. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing about annuities in general, especially um, annuities that are not a variable annuity is that um, you don't go into them to beat the market. You're not trying to, you know, match what the s and is doing, you know, dollar for dollar or anything like that. You typically go into these to, you know, get some safety, have a little bit more guarantees, build that income, that income stream for the future. But, you know, you, you can't expect to get double digit returns or anything like that. You, you know, you're, you're really hoping for anywhere between, I would say, 3 and 8%, you know, somewhere in that range. And you're happy, you know. If the market returned 25, 30 percent like it did in 2019, you know your your annuity is going to do fine most likely, but it's it's not going to return 25, 30 percent. So that's um, that's definitely a downside to the annuity. But really, it, it all depends on your stage of life. If you're in your retirement stage anyway, you're not really in that accumulation phase where you're trying to beat the market and and grow your portfolio. Um, you know, it, by by crazy numbers every year because you don't want to take that type of risk with your money. You're you're more in distribution mode where you're going to start pulling from these accounts. So you need to make sure there's something there. Yeah, I mean these are products that exactly they're not designed to beat out the market by any means. Um, they're more in competition with the fixed products out there, CDs, money markets, T bills, T notes, things like that maybe some bonds here and there. Um, yeah, I mean, in 17, 18, for example, we had some clients that did double digits in some of their strategies in the fixed index annuities, but we tell them right up front, you're not gonna do that every year. That was a good year. The good thing about it, though, is that they locked it in, so if the next year it goes down, they didn't lose their gains. Right, and, and one more quick note on that is, even if the market goes down, uh, they don't have to. The market doesn't have to go above where the where it was and its highest for you to start making money again in the annuity. You know, if if you locked in a good year and then you know a year like this happened, so really twenty nineteen to twenty twenty is a good scenario. All the good gains people got in twenty nineteen, they locked those in, and then the market went down this year. And then when the market started picking back up, people started making money back in their some of their strategies again. So yep. it's you don't have to. Uh, wait until the market is is back at its highest point again to start making money. So, um, you know, 
uh, again, you don't go into these to beat the market or anything like that, but there are a lot of positives um, to why you might not want to um, be as risky as the market. Yeah. It could be money that's earmarked just for safety. Yep. It could be money that's earmarked just to pass on to your beneficiaries. It could be money that is earmarked to um, reduce your taxes. In fact, I'll tell a quick story. I had a client in yesterday. Um, she had about $26,000 or so in taxable interest on her tax return and quite a bit in dividends too as well. And the first thing that I asked her is, what do you do with those dividends and interest? And she says, well, nothing. I just reinvest it. Okay. So what do you do with all your CD interest? Well, I reinvest it. And then when the CDs mature, I buy new CDs. Okay. So it's kind of a vicious cycle because she was paying, she had to pay $9,000 to the IRS and wasn't too happy about it. But... I told her flat out that she's paying tax on money that she's not using. Right. Because she's not using that interest. She's not using the CD. She's not using the dividends and so forth. So we're in the process of working with her. And believe me, clients know what's going on with bank interest rates right now. They're nearly negative. Um, right. I, I pulled up the, um, the national average of a... Uh, just like a savings account in, in the uh, in the U.S. and it was point zero six. Yeah, I mean we're almost to the point where we're paying banks to keep our money. Really? Yeah. Because it's it's uh, it's that low. So um, clients are scrambling out there, going from bank to bank to find a, the best rate. But a lot of times, yeah, they can get a better rate, but it's not hap- help, helping them from a tax standpoint. So here's a way that a that a client or anybody out there listening, you could. Keep your money safe, get much better returns than a bank product, and have the flexibility even if you needed to pull any of the interest out, but the tax benefit is the big thing. Right, and really the scenarios where we see you know, people uh, who, who would really be a perfect fit for an annuity, you kind of mentioned a couple of them. If they're sick of the the bank rates for savings, money market accounts, CDs, things like that, if, if they're just... You know, tired of getting the one percent that they're used to. That that's usually a good time. But and they still want the safety aspects and all that. You know, sometimes an annuity is a good fit there. Of course, wanting less risk. People who maybe have played the stock market, they've been invested in it one way or another in their their whole life, and are kind of at the point where they're they're sick of the roller coaster and they just want to you know want some more guarantees in their life. That that's a usually. It, um, an annuity can solve a lot of their problems. Mm-hmm. You know, the big ones also guaranteed income. People who want to build their own pension who don't have a pension currently, and you know, they want to have that guaranteed guaranteed income for life. Um, that that's a that's a really important one that sometimes people don't realize. You know how powerful that can be through an annuity. Right. So hopefully everybody listening out there can see, you know, the true benefits of them and whatever pitfalls we talked about too, but it's just a matter of being educated on the right one for your situation. Right, and there's almost never uh, a time where you know we would ever suggest this to be even most of your portfolio. It's, it's typically a good piece to some people's portfolio, but you know, uh, of course, you know, we can't give any investment advice unless we meet with you and actually have a, uh, a consultation, you know, get to know you and your, your needs better. 
and what other assets you have. Um, you know, we're, we are not opposed to all annuities or anything like that, but you know, they're, sometimes they're a good fit in a portfolio, and you know, we can't suggest anything without having a conversation about it first. And then a lot of clients too that have existing annuities that come to us for the first time to meet with us for an appointment. What we do is we take the time to. Um, we'll actually call the actual company and ask them a series of questions on speakerphone so you'll know exactly how that annuity works because I, I would have to say nine out of ten people that come in with annuities especially variables don't know how they work because they were never explained right and we've seen people who they don't think it's worth it to meet because they're already in an annuity and they think there's no way to, there's no way out. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been in an, in an annuity for, you know, maybe three to five years and they're like, yeah, it's a 10 year annuity. I still got a lot of time. I can't do anything until the 10 year mark. Right. Um, and, you know, for one, yeah, there's a lot of times when we can help people in that situation. There's, there's a lot of options out there. And, you know, you may be locked into an annuity for 10 years that, you're paying, you know, a few percentage points on, you know, three to 5% we've seen in uh, variables, like you said. And, you know, just because you're in an, annu- in an annuity doesn't mean you're locked in for the whole 10 years. There, there are options to it to either go to another annuity and, and maybe offset some of the fees you pay. And, you know, it, it, the main point here is that just that you need to have a conversation about it. You're not really ever stuck in a position where you can't do anything. Right. So, Definitely uh, a good idea to to talk to an advisor about that. Of course, if you enjoyed our podcast and, and um, if you're a tax client or, or whatever you are, we, we would love to get the opportunity to meet with you. And we have free consultations, usually take an hour or so to get to know each other better, your, what your goals are, your assets, you know, if you're achieving everything you want to with your money, you know, we do a full risk analysis and everything and, and a good side by side comparison of portfolios. So we do that free of charge, free consultations. So of course, give our office a call. 727-683-9119 is is how you can contact our office. Or you can um, email ed or I at, uh, my email is nick, N-I-C, at rosatowealth.com. And Ed's is ed at rosatowealth.com. So, um, you know, we look forward to hearing from you. If you do have any other questions, definitely email us questions um, and ideas to talk about on our next podcasts. Hopefully you found this informational and, and uh, educational. Um, anything else you want to add, Ed? No, I think we touched on just about everything. But um, again, I just want to kind of emphasize that when it does come to annuities, it's just a matter of being educated on them and what the right one is for you and if it fits your portfolio. So we're here to help you uh, through that uh, whole process. Exactly. You know, everybody, we, we want you to, of course, stay safe. You know, these times are definitely a little different than what we're used to, and everyone's trying to make it work in their own way. And, um, you know, stay safe, and hopefully this all is over soon, and, and we can kind of get back to normal. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through True Investments Capital, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.